Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. My name is Steve Eunice and I'm joined by Neil Bailey. Hi Neil. Hey Steve, feeling under the weather again, huh? Yeah, seems each time we need to do Radio KAL I get sick. Uh, sorry if my voice sounds a bit odd, but uh, that's what you get from a swollen throat. Well, sounds pretty good from here. I hope you feel better either way though. Thanks. Uh, so what's at the top of your list to discuss this time around? Well, first I got the uh, reader question. I basically checked my email and I got this a couple months ago and I'm a little bit behind, but it's from Andrew Maitland and it's about Smallville. He writes, Neil, ever since I've read your reviews of Superman Re- your review of Superman Returns, I've wondered what your recent take of Erica Durance's Lois Lane on Smallville is. And that's a good question. I tend not to talk too much beyond continuity about her in the reviews or Erica's performance. But uh, you first, Steve. Well, uh, personally... Well, I don't think Lois should ever have been introduced on the show, just because it just doesn't fit. Uh, I really, really like the way Erica Durant plays Lois in Smallville. Uh, she's probably my favourite Lois of all time, after Noelle Neal, of course. Uh, it's not too controversial a position, but honestly, it's about the same with me. I think she's probably got the closest modern take on her character that they have out there. Problem only being what they do with that character in context, so the question kind of has two answers. In continuity, even Smallville continuity, she's turned into nothing but a pretty piece of wallpaper exuding little of her future character. But in terms of the actress and visualization, she's what I see and hear um, when I think of Lois right now, and not just because of the show. It's Eric's performance and the way that they uh, do the scene. Yeah. Yeah. I hear she'll be getting a bit more interested in journalism in season six, so perhaps her character will be fleshed out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping so. I think it's it's kind of looking like this might be the last year, this, or the last season from some rumors. Uh, so what are you thinking about this year? Yeah, I don't know whether or not season six will be the last season or not. Uh, Al Goff still seems to think that they'll go to the planned seven seasons, but season six looks promising and uh, scary at the same time. What about you? I personally get the feeling that they're trying to pull things together in terms of finality, but there's still a ton of ground to cover, a ton. But then putting together a JLA and getting Zod up and running, you know. Yeah, yeah, there appear to be some interesting developments coming our way. Uh, Apparently Clark gets a new power too. Yeah, about time. All he has left is flight. I have no idea why he's 20 and not flying, but hey, maybe Kryptonians only become adults after seven seasons. Yeah, well, uh, the episode where he gets the new power is called Sneeze, uh, I believe, so without revealing what that power is, um, I'm guessing you might be able to hazard a guess yourselves. Not Soul Vision. And uh, no wall rebuilding beams? Wrong! And hey, apparently some <laughs> Tory spelling a little bow-out around out the uh, fun. But I won't call it until I see it. Honestly, it looks like a decent year for the event episodes at very least. Yeah, well, we'll find out pretty soon. Uh, But speaking of Smallville as we are, uh, how is your Season 5 DVD review uh, received? Pretty well, actually, and thanks, guys. Thanks for the uh, comments. It was pretty neat to hear Al and the guys actually say, hey, we didn't like this episode, and then explain why. It's a neat little deal to show that they're human, and unlike most of the publicity, don't think every episode is the best thing ever, and that each season is the one where Clark embraces his destiny and does all those things we've been waiting for him to see. Yeah, well, one thing your review didn't touch on was the packaging, which uh, I found interesting. So I, d- I don't know why they'd moved away from the style that they'd used for seasons one to four. Yeah, it was kind of different. 
I'm guessing it's because they're out of high school, but honestly, it drives me nuts when they do that. I don't know the Sim own the Simpsons sets, but I know if I had to go from those square boxes to a big Homer head, like I saw in the store, it would drive me nuts. And the house DVD sets did that too. I don't know why, honestly, but I'd rather pay for less flash and just get a small jewel case myself. Yeah, well, while we're on the topic of DVDs, the biggest story we've been covering lately on the website is the upcoming DVD releases for the Superman movies, uh, most especially the huge 14-disc Superman Ultimate Collector's Edition box set. Yeah, that set looks incredible. I'm out of 100 bucks I don't have right now. But I'll review that set, and it looks like we'll finally have some kind of a cohesive, cohesive plot for Superman 4 with those deleted scenes. Yeah, well, if you haven't visited the Superman homepage website recently, uh, we've published an in-depth article explaining what's being released, uh, what each release contains, and more information. Uh, basically, if you do want to get everything, then you'll want to buy that Ultimate Collector's Edition, uh, which will contain the four Christopher Reeve movies, plus the Donner Cut of Superman 2 and Superman Returns, and a whole bunch of extras, interviews, documentaries, and more. We're doing our best to find pre-order links, but uh, be sure to let people know what you think of it in the comments of the review if you get it, because it's a big purchase and people are going to want some perspective. Me? I think it'd be blasphemy for me not to get it, but other, other than that, uh, folks will probably be trying to decide which set to go with based on their finances. So, Yeah, we, as you said, we don't have pre-order links at the moment, um, but we'll let you know as soon as Amazon do list the, pre-order, uh, the set for pre-order. Um, Either way, look for the DVDs to be available from November 28th in America or early December in England, Europe, and Australia. Uh, Christmas presents ahoy. And speaking of Superman mm. Returns, word is we're getting better on the sequel, right? Looks like we won't ha- I won't have to eat that packaging, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Brian Singer has revealed more details in recent interviews about his plans for the sequel. Uh, seems we'll be getting a whole lot more action in the next movie. Yeah, sounds good to me. I've seen some criticisms about his Wrath of Khan comments, but I don't get that. I mean, Khan was pretty much the first sequel that ever lived up to its predecessor, Beyond Empire. What more do you want? Yeah, well, I'm happy to go along with him on this, um, although I will say that while I love the fact that he paid homage to uh, the continuity and the, you know everything about the Donner film um, in Superman Returns, I'd like to see him break away from that a, uh, a little bit uh, for the next movie. Like, let's see a whole new chapter. Let's see something other than Zod. Uh, like Brainiac, Bizarro, or even Metello. Metello. Um, just something new. Yeah, from from his comments, it appears that's where he's headed, too, which is good. Honestly, that's to my preference, given where he's taken the other work he's done with X-Men and all that. Yeah, again, we'll have to just wait and see how it pans out. But um, talking about waiting and seeing, I'm not really impressed with the increasing trend of having to wait two months for the next issue of a comic book that's been happening lately. I'm, you know, I'm specifically talking about All-Star Superman, but also Alex Ross's justice to some degree. Yeah, and, and it's crazy. Fans are really polarized. From the impression that I get, the book is more polarizing than the Iraq War. I mean, few argue that the books are good, but the pace is enough to drive a lot of people, most I would say, mad. And personally, and I know I'm not an idiot beyond that I know I'm an idiot, I have trouble caring for something that's that's released so sporadically and don't see why they don't wait beyond you know greed if it's continuity irrespective. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. I mean, finish all the issues before you publish it, or at least have an advanced completion rate so you know you've got them ready in advance of the publication date. I mean, Justice doesn't seem to be suffering from it too much. But it always seems to top the sales charts when it does come out. But uh, I don't get the thinking behind it. Why make your readers wait two months between issues? What, what's to gain? 
Well, you know, with Justice, I've completely lost track of the story in between each issue. It's still great art and great writing, but you just don't remember what happens as well. Right now, I can tell you that it's something to do with the villains trying to look like good guys, and I remember Superman fighting Bizarro and Aquaman getting attacked, but that's about it. And that's not because I'm a moron. That's because a deconstructed storyline fails when you read a chapter a month. I mean, imagine reading a chapter of a novel a month and, and trying to remember all that. Yeah, uh, I find it interesting that DC has published a hardcover edition of the first, what is it, four or five issues of Justice. Well, what's the point of a hardcover book for an uncompleted story? I'll say it quietly because they don't want you to know. Greed. Yeah. Well, I mean, DC have made some great decisions in recent times. Uh, the work has been exceedingly good, but I, I just don't understand some of the scheduling decisions they've been making. Uh, maybe we should put it to Matt Idelson in, in our next Ask Matt fan forum, see what he thinks, why DC is doing this. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty nice guy. He'll probably give us some ideas. I don't know. Uh, honestly, in the wake of 52, I think they kind of dropped the ball on one year later a bit. They had a ton of potential, but nothing's really changed. I mean, the New Earth is rather ill-defined and has made continuity pretty much impossible to divine. And while there was a great promise in reducing the lines and, you know, the number of books and making top-notch creators play the field, it's just kind of as I was talking about in my interview with Johns, you give one guy Superman or two guys Superman, if one of them sucks, it's a lot harder to deal with. Musiak doesn't suck, but he's not Rucka, he's not Loeb, and he's not bringing his A game here. Yeah, his work is still better than some of the stuff we've been reading, say, two years ago. While it might not be his A game, he's still got me interested. I'm reading, but I'm not excited. I'm not livid like I was with Joe Casey, but I mean, mm. Subject 17 holds no appeal to me at all. And I write, uh, Orion is, is kind of a fifth stringer, you know? Lana is the CEO off Put Me A Lot, and it's kind of like my comic book guy said with the derisive sneer when he was looking at the newest cover. Look, Neil, Superman fights a cave troll! I mean, how do you stand yeah, up yeah. to that? It's true. Well, I mean, you know better than anyone else that you can't judge a book by its cover, but there's still a mystery surrounding what uh, Arian or Ryan, whatever his name is, thinks Superman's actions are that's going to doom the world. It's still yeah. got me interested. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting, but maybe it's, it, you know, I don't know. Orion was always a really, really boring guy to me as a kid. Uh, it, like I said, I want to give this run a chance. I really do, but I'm struggling to find what's fun about a dude who just got out of a threesome ordering Superman around <laughs> randomly after fighting a cave troll and figuring out what the heck that has to do with a dire threat to all civilization. I mean, that dire yeah. threat thing only works for me every once in a while, like, like in situations like Infinite Crisis where they really build it up. Yeah, well, I think it's another case of wait and see, I guess. Um, well, anyway, that pretty much wraps, it, wraps up our chat. So, um, should I move on to the Last Son of Krypton audio drama teaser trailer? Yeah, definitely. Last few episodes before the crossover and things are winding up. Well, here it is, the trailer for the newest chapter in the Last Son of Krypton audio drama. Metallo and Parasite pluck for power. It's a highly sophisticated piece of biomechanical engineering. Think of the power. Envy's grip on sanity loosens ever further. Now, oh, but who to kill? Who to kill? John Henry deals with a devastating loss. That was my life. It's gone. And Lois fights for her very life against Lex. This is insane. Stop running, Miss Lane. You're only prolonging the inevitable. It all comes crashing down as Pendant Productions presents issue 21 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, debuting September 27, 2006.
only supermanhomepage.com. You can download this latest chapter right alongside this edition of Radio KAL at the Superman homepage. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Time once again for the secrets... What is it? The super secret soundbite competition. Uh, last show we played a sound that was taken from the season one episode, uh, Nicodemus. Uh, nine people got it right, and they were Stephen G, Jamie Maxwell... Kate Han, Annie Hall, Paddy, Bill on Django, Andrew Maitland, Sean Hemmings, and Steve Holmes. And the flower. Not bad, guys. Way to step it up. And here's this show's super secret soundbite from an episode of Smallville. Well, why don't you have a seat? You can always jump later. Can you guess which episode of Smallville that sound comes from? If so, use the super secret soundbite entry form found at the Radio KAL webpage at supermanhomepage.com and send your entry in. Each person who guesses it correctly will have their name read out in the next edition of Radio KAL. And Brainiac Brain Teaser time. Ah, uh, 101 <laughs> Well, rest easy, my friend, because we're not going to give you a new brain teaser. We're just going to give you the answer to last show's brain teaser, as we'll be introducing, hopefully, a new segment next Radio KAL show. Most curious. You're not just doing this to bolster my self-esteem, are you? Uh, uh, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so, on to the answer. Last show, Neil revealed that the prankster attempting to confuse Superman tells him that he plans to destroy Metropolis on a particular day of the week by asking him, When the day after tomorrow is yesterday, today will be as far from Wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday was tomorrow. What is the day after this day? And Superman got it right. The answer is Thursday. But you knew that, knew that didn't you, Neil? Um, yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... As we farewell the Brainiac Brain Teaser segment, let's move into the Superman in Songs segment of the show. Cool, Zill. What's the song this month? Uh, I thought I'd play Superman by The Robbies.
awesome. It sounds like Green Day makes folk almost. Yeah, and that's Radio KAL for another month. Thanks, guys, as always. Remember, if you have any fan mail you'd like to send to us, uh, feel free to use the feedback form found on the website, and Neil and I will try to discuss it in a future Radio KAL show. Hey, stay classy. Day after tomorrow is yesterday, uh, as today is uh, Subject 17. Uh, I'm Steve Eunice. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com. Thank you.